0: This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes nationwide. Visit DiamondShine.com today to learn from the industry experts. Welcome to The How of Car Washing. The podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How a Car Washing. This is Henry Lopez and my co-host is David Begin. This is another special episode. We are sharing with you the recording of a presentation that David Begin did at Splash 17 recently on the topic of safety planning. It was a 15-minute presentation that were, these were presentations that were featured at Splash throughout the day, and David did one, a great one, on safety planning. So we'll chat about it here briefly, and then play the presentation that he did, and then we'll chat about it afterwards. But tell us, tell me a little bit, introduce it if you would, David, the safety planning presentation you did at Splash.
1: Yeah, it was a short 15-minute presentation, so safety obviously is a Day long topic to right. talk about, but the only thing I wanted to get across to people was this whole concept of a, what a safety mindset is, and you see different organizations and that have this safety mindset where safety is an important aspect of what they do, and they're typically industrial type of companies. So I think of construction companies, I think of utilities companies that uh, have got a lot of machinery moving parts, um, you know, where they really try to train their people extensively in safety practices and habits and try to create what I call a culture of safety. And you and I talk a lot about culture and the importance of culture in an organization and why culture sets a tone in an organization. And when you think about it from a safety standpoint, does the organization that we operate in terms of car washing, does that have a safety culture or a safety mindset?
0: Yeah. And it's a challenge. It's, it takes time to establish a culture. And that's sometimes I think why we struggle with it as small business owners is we want that immediate result and it doesn't quite work that way.
1: Yeah. And I think in general, we might give lip service to safety. We want, uh, we'd want we rather have things done and completed sometimes than, uh, than to be safe when we're doing it. But I don't know what happened to me this year. I just sort of had an epiphany that uh, safety has got to be very important. It's got to be on the forefront of everybody's mind. Uh, And a lot of it is just the obligation you have as a business owner. I think we, we do have an, I talk about this. I think we do have an obligation to our employees to make sure we create a safe environment for them to work in and, you know, they, they, they come to work for us and they sort of expect the place to be safe and they expect there to be safety equipment. And it's our responsibility to make sure that everybody is acting in a safe manner.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right. So here now is David's presentation from Splash. It's about 15 minutes. Great content. Have a listen. And then we will chat again at the end and add to it and and chat a little bit more about what we mean by mindset and culture.
1: Welcome to Splash. Everybody's up early this morning. Thanks for being here. Somebody actually brought up a video to me early this morning from a place called TalkCarWash.com, and I'm gonna get you guys to look at this after the talk. But this is an example of a guy using, and this is a common experience I have seen in the car wash business quite a bit, where somebody wants to close early, so they get out the high-pressure hose and they start spraying down the tunnel, right? You tell your guys not to do that, but they end up doing it because they want to get out early. This guy here, I don't know if you're gonna get to see it, but I will let you come up and see it, but the cloth is spinning right now, and what's happening is the hose is getting caught in the the high side, and he's getting wrapped into it. Okay, now this guy would've kept spinning all night long if there wasn't anybody else in the tunnel. So I'll get you to come look at this when we're done, but this is a common occurrence I see in the car wash industry where safety sometimes is not our priority. And it becomes a very dangerous business when we're not able to think about safety. Now, I'm gonna, I had an, had an experience about three years ago that changed my mind about government agencies. And I was installing a hot water heater and I had the plumber come out and I had to get a permit and I was mad that I had to get a permit. I had to pay the, st- the city to come out and inspect my hot water heater. And three months later, the inspector came out and realized that the flu was incorrect. And I was giving the inspector some, you know, my typical, ah, you government guys got to come out and get in everybody's business, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, no, no, I'm here for you. I'm not here for your plumber, I'm here for you. I go, well, what do you mean? Because I'm here to make sure that this hot water heater is installed safely so that you don't get a carbon monoxide buildup and it kills everybody in your basement. I do this for you, I don't do it for them. And I realized, you know what, this guy, he's right. You know, he's doing something for me. He's, he's making sure that the processes that are being done by that plumber is correct and that it's done to a standard and to make sure that me and my family, my guests that stay in my basement are safe. And it really changed my whole idea about safety and the whole process of safety. And I'm gonna challenge you today to think about how do you approach safety at your car wash? And I want you to think about, do your employees have a mindset of safety So is safety part of their overall process in the way they do their work? And does your car wash have a culture of safety? And that's the ultimate goal that we want to get to. Does your car wash have a culture of safety? Which means you've got a self-correcting system to make sure that safety is paramount, safety is a priority. So I'm gonna go back and look at some statistics from the past. Can anybody guess how many people were killed in making the Titanic? Five people. How many people were killed building the Empire State Building? About five. How many people were killed building the Golden Gate Bridge in California? There was 11 people that were killed. And the winner is the Oakland Bay Bridge, which was built two years afterward. 28 people were killed building the Oakland Bay Bridge. Now, the Golden Gate Bridge contractor won a safety award. Because the expectation was a lot more people were going to be killed than were killed, all right. And that was the first, if you remember, that was the first, um, the first project where they put safety nets, right? So they put safety nets under the bridge. So when people fell off the bridge, they fell into the net, and that they uh, that they, they they didn't fall into the water. And they actually created a club of the people that fell into the net, and there was a a, a funny name for it. But back in those days, the expectation was it didn't matter. If you if you were working and you got killed, that's the price you paid. Obviously, that's not the case today, right? We need, we have to take a much different approach. Our expectations are much higher and much different. We are we've got local laws, we've got state laws, and we've got federal laws that we need to follow, and the biggest federal agency is the OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, and they've got a whole set of rules we've got to be able to follow. But why do I want you to care about safety? I want you to care about it for two reasons. One, You as a car wash manager and operator have a legal obligation to your employees to make sure you create a safe work environment. OSHA does not tolerate unsafe work environments. So it's important for us legally to make sure that we do what we can to make sure we provide a safe place to our employees. But second of all, I think more importantly, we have a moral obligation to make sure we have a safe workplace. When we get an 18 to 20-year-old to come work for us at our car wash, their parents expect that the place they're going to work is, being, is safe and that that owner is doing everything they can to make sure that that workplace is safe, right? As an owner, I worry at night when my employees are doing a maintenance process and they're getting into the electrical panel or they're doing something high on a ladder. In the back of my mind, I'm always wondering, are these employees going to come home safe that night so they can go back to work? Right, so as, as an owner, I do have a moral obligation to make sure that the place where people are coming and that the parents, the wives, the kids are sending their fathers and mothers to come to, it's a safe place. So we have to do everything we can to make sure, and I'm gonna give you five different things to think about. We don't have a ton of time uh, in the next 15 minutes, but I'm gonna give you some things I want you to think about as you create a safety, safety program. The first one is, you've gotta do safety training. So OSHA does require you to perform safety training. So, if you have monthly meetings with your car wash staff, part of that meeting needs to be a safety process. You need to go over a safety subject and talk about safety, whether it's ladder safety, chemical safety, electrical safety, uh, bloodborne pathogens. So, bloodborne pathogens is the whole area of safety training you've got to do for your car wash employees. So, if somebody hurts themselves or a customer comes in bleeding, how are they supposed to properly? dispose of the blood and how do they clean up the blood in such a way that they don't don't infect themselves. So there's a whole set of series of training you gotta think about with that. So you gotta be able to do that. You gotta be able to do things like making sure your customers are able to, your employees are able to read an MSD sheet. So safety uh, safety data sheet, uh, MSDS or MSD, there's different terms for it now, but it's required by OSHA that they are able to look at that document and tell what the hazards are of chemicals in your, in your car wash. They've got to be able to read that. You've got to be able to train them on that and make sure they know where those MSD sheets are located. You've got to be able to produce those MSD sheets if OSHA comes in. They've got to be up to date because an OSHA person will go down and take a look at the chemicals and make sure that there's an MSD sheet. They will go to an employee and says, have you ever seen these before? Do you know what these are? Do you know how to read this? And they're going to they're test employees to make sure that those people can do that. Again, those are the regulations, but there's a good reason why that's the case. If somebody hurts themselves with chemicals, they gotta be able to know what they're dealing with and they gotta know how to counteract the effect of chemicals. Um, you know, employees right now need to know, uh, big, big issue coming up right now is what we call secondary labeling of chemicals. So a lot of us use spray bottles, right, around the car wash, we, we pour things into other containers and use them because it's more convenient. Well, it's important that those those containers are labeled. So if you keep anything overnight in another container so besides the container it came in, you have an obligation or responsibility to label that container properly. And the definition of properly can be interpreted differently, but you need to make sure those things are done.
0: This episode of the How of Car Washing is sponsored by Diamond Shine. Diamond Shine is the premier car wash chemical manufacturer. Dedicated to maximizing the profitability and performance of car washes. Efficiently producing clean, dry, and shiny cars nationwide, Diamond Shine helps operators create a top notch wash experience and satisfied repeat customers. From branding and marketing to on site problem solving, Diamond Shine's team delivers results. Visit DiamondShine.com today to learn more from the industry experts.
1: The other thing that's really important is OSHA does require what they call a communication plan. So you have to have a safety communication plan at your car wash for each one of these subjects. There's probably 15 to to 20 different topics, but you have to have a communication plan to your employees on what to do. So ladder safety, for example, you gotta be able to communicate to them the proper use of ladders. They gotta be able to go to this communication plan, read it, and understand what the primary focuses are of ladder safety. Now, if you've ever looked at a communication plan, they're pretty complicated. The ones that are provided are pretty complicated. What I do at my car wash is I'll highlight the 10 or 15 things I want them to know about ladder safety. So that if they go through that ladder safety communication plan, uh, they'll be able to look at it, they'll be able to educate themselves pretty quickly and apply those best practices in ladder safety, for example. Now. The Western Car Wash Association is, is an example of a regional association that does provide, in an employee, they provide employee handbooks, but part of the employee handbooks that they provide have this communication plan for safety. So there are places where you can get one. I would not recommend writing one. Go get one. If you're a member of the Western Car Wash Association, you are able to take advantage of that. And then take a look at it, modify it, and communicate from it. But you're required to have a communication plan onsite that's being used by your employees. Here's the other thing I want you to think about too as you start creating. Do you do safety inspections as a manager? So are you conducting safety inspections? Are you walking through the wash with an eye not only on quality, are you producing a clean, shiny, dry car, but is the place safe? So are you looking at your chemicals to make sure they're labeled? Are there things out that shouldn't be out? Are there a ton of electrical uh, outlets plugged into one one outlet? kind of cords plugged into one outlet, you know, things along those lines. Are, are caps over your belts? Are your belts covered, for example? Are the, are the electrical junctions covered? There's a lot of different things you need to look at, but you need to look at and do a walkthrough with your manager with an eye on safety to say these, these are unsafe conditions. So safety inspections, I think, is another one of those. That would be number two that I would recommend. Are you conducting safety, safety inspections? The other one I would think about is, are you as an owner and a manager providing your employees the safety tools they need to be safe? Because if you're not, what you're doing is you're communicating that safety is really not important. So do you have eyewash stations? So for the longest time, for whatever reason, I never had eyewash stations, and I don't know why, and I woke up one day and said, I'm being an idiot, and I need to go buy some eyewash stations for my employees. Uh, You know, having the hose there is just not enough. You need to have the right materials. You need to teach them how to use it. And you need to teach them what to do in the case if they get chemicals in their eyes. So, eye wash stations is a good example. Do you buy them protective equipment? So, do they have goggles? Do they have the right types of gloves? Do they have the aprons they need to process chemicals, to pour chemicals into other containers, to move chemicals around? Are those things taking place? Do they have the correct tools to do the job? So, if you have shortchanged your car wash with tools. You're communicating that it doesn't matter whatever tool they use. How many times do you see a car wash worker using a screwdriver as a wrench, right? And it's, it's not proper use if people can get hurt if they're not using the right tool. So making sure you've got a wide array of tools available for them to use, make sure that the tools are in good condition and are in working condition. I see my guys using shovels all the time. The shovels don't, you know, the shovels are in bad condition. I saw a guy using a shovel with half a handle. I'm like, what are you doing? Go buy another shovel. Don't, don't do that. So you communicate to your employees that, hey, we want to give you the very best tools to use because, no, this is hard work. But also, if you're using tools incorrectly or tools poorly, then you put yourself in a situation where accidents can happen. And then the other thing I would say, which is the most important from a mindset perspective, is are, do you encourage and do you reward your employees for taking shortcuts? Now, in the car wash business, operational uptime is everything and it's important, but do we take shortcuts to fix things and do we do things that are not safe to the expediency of getting our car wash back up and running? Uh, for example, I saw an employee last week use a step ladder, and now they weren't using a step ladder properly, they were using the step ladder as an extension ladder, which means they had the step ladder leaned up against the wall and they were climbing up the step ladder to get what they didn't need to that is not proper use of a step ladder. You either need an extension ladder or you needed a different ladder. That's another example. Do you have a wide array of ladders available for your car wash workers to use? If you only have an eight foot step ladder, you're gonna be surprised what type of gymnastics they perform on an eight foot step ladder because they really need a 12 foot or they need an extension ladder or they need a step stool or something along those lines. So making sure you've got a wide array of safety tools available for them and then teach them how to use it importantly and inspect those things. So, don't reward quick fixes. I, I know sometimes we do that, but we, we, tend to, we, we tend to reward some guy that gets in there and fix something quickly to the expediency of making sure that they're doing it safely. So make sure they're doing it safely, you know, as, a, as an operator and as, a man, as an owner and as a manager and I think it's important. So if we talk about mindset, so we talk about the mindset of safety. If you have an employee with a safety mindset, it means they approach everything and they approach everything in their job, any task they do, from the standpoint of what do I need to do to make sure I'm safe and my, my customers are safe and make sure my fellow employees are safe. So are they doing the lockout tagout? So if they're going to go work on a piece of equipment that's electrical, are they truly using the lockout tag-out locks to make sure the motor control unit is disabled? That, that's a good example. How many times do people work on equipment, but they don't really do the lockout tagout? So they think about safety first. So safety is an important part of their mindset and their process, and they won't do something unless they've got the proper tools and they're doing it in a safe way. That's that's a safety mindset. Now, if you're developing a culture of safety in an organization, and we've seen organizations that have good cultures of safety, you have to have a majority of employees that develop and maintain the safety mindset. So a a good thing about a culture is a culture is self-correcting. So if one employee catches another employee do something incorrectly, they'll actually call them out on it. Say, "Hey, we can't do that until we get the proper ladder. We can't do that until we get the proper tools. Let's not do that until we actually lock out the motor control unit before we perform that function. Let's not perform that function. Let's not let one person do maintenance at night. Let's make sure we have at least two people do maintenance at night in case something happens to the other employee. All right, so a self-correcting culture of safety is what we wanna to get to. And I think that's the most important part of safety in a car wash organization. So developing a mindset and developing a culture should be our goal. I want you to think about safety. I want you to, to really focus on that in the next uh, coming weeks. Think about, look at your, your, your facilities and your washes. Look at it from a standpoint of safety. Try to figure out what you need to do from it to increase safety. Um, you know How do you develop the mindset of people into safety? And then what are going to be your plans in 2018 to develop an overall culture of safety?
0: Great, Dave. That was great information. Of course, it was shortened to the point, so I wanted to expand on it a bit, as we mentioned at the outset. this concept of of a mindset and a culture of safety. Let's dig down a little bit deeper on that. Explain a little bit more about what you mean. And then I want to get into how we start to implement that. Uh, How do we actually affect that within our business? So let's chat about that if we would. Let's start with mindset. Define a little bit further what that is, if we have a mindset about safety.
1: So when you're tackling a Particular task, and I'm going to use maintenance task or cleaning task as as an example. Do you think about the safety aspects of what you're about to do before you perform the task? So, for example, if you're going to clean the walls and you're going to use wall cleaner, is your thought, I need to make sure I get dressed properly, put on protective equipment, whether that's gloves and goggles, before I start spraying down the walls to get them clean? I mean, is that your first thought? Is your first thought before you start diving into the electrical panel? Do, do I need to make sure I know what I'm doing? Do I need to have somebody with me? And do I make sure I perform what we consider to be lockout tagout feature? So do we shut equipment down at the electrical panel before we start working on it? Uh, or do we just start working on it and hope for the best? And so that mindset says, do I think about safety beforehand as opposed to an afterthought? And we get, we get caught up in wanting to complete things. And take shortcuts. And that's not, that's not a good idea.
0: Yeah. I, I think, you know, maybe we get lazy, but I think more than that, I think as we get complacent, we, we, and it's, it's human nature, we've done something a hundred times. And so we begin to accept that we can take shortcuts.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and we get away with shortcuts. That's the problem is, you know, we don't see anything happening dramatic right. when we take shortcuts. Like, well, the other day I was at the car wash, somebody was leaning a step ladder up <laughs> like it was a extension ladder to fix, fix a uh, piece of vacuum equipment. And I thought this is a great example of, you know, you can probably make it work, but it's, it's dangerous. And you know, there, there are thousands of people injured every year, uh, off falling off of ladders. And there's, I think there's over 800 people that are killed every year falling off of ladders. And we just don't think about it. We don't think about that. Uh, we just kind of, we, you know, instead of getting the proper equipment, which would be an extension ladder, you know, we grab the closest thing we've got. And I see people doing this with tools. They, they misuse tools all the time. You know, they use a screwdriver as a pry bar, you know, well, what, what can happen if the screwdriver isn't, isn't strong enough to do that, then you break the screwdriver and now you've got flying pieces of metal and people don't wear safety goggles when they're performing uh, certain maintenance tasks. So things get in their eyes and So, um, you know, just taking that few seconds before you start something and saying, what are the safety parameters I need to think about before I start?
0: Yeah, I think there's two key things there that undermine it, uh, other things as well. But the one is that I think an employee, when you call that out, will look at you and say, well, I'm just trying to get this done. Right. So they're confused as to. What's the big deal? Because I've done it this way now, nothing has happened, so nothing's going to happen this time. So I don't think it comes from a place of people are purposely doing it the wrong way. It's just that those habits start to form. And unless we have the mindset and the culture that calls that out every time, or that insists that we follow the correct steps every time, then this is what starts to happen. It's that, that dimmer effect. And before you know it, people are taking shortcuts everywhere.
1: Sure. And I think you look at large corporations who put a lot of money and emphasis on safety. they got safety coordinators, safety directors. They produce a lot of materials on safety. You can hardly go on a construct. I remember when we were constructing our first car washes, uh, you know, they were supposed to wear a hard hat on site when I showed up. And sometimes it is, sometimes I didn't. Uh, But now you go on sites and you see people, I think yellow vests are now probably a requirement. I see those all the time on Uh, construction sites, hard hats are certain requirements. So people are taking safety a lot more seriously than they did in the past. And I used some examples in the the talk of when bridges were being built. I mean, the acceptable death rate when big projects, whether it was the Golden Gate Bridge or the Oakland Bay Bridge or the Titanic or the Empire State Building, how many people died? Those were acceptable numbers back then. And the difference when uh, the Golden Gate Bridge was being built, they put a safety net below the bridge and it actually cut the death rate in half. And there was a little club, the guys that fell into the net, I think they created a club. It's called the halfway to hell club uh, for people that, that fell into the net. But if you fell off the bridge, it was certain death, you know, but it was a good, it was a good example of safety. And I've, I've changed my mindset about safety rules and regulations and the importance of making sure things are done. And, part of that as an owner, you have got to, when you go on site, you've got to look at your car wash from the, from the perspective of safety. Are your ladders in good condition? Do your guys have covers off of electrical junction panels where they shouldn't do that? Um, You know, you've got to be thinking and talking about safety every time you get on Somebody's performing a safe, uh, not performing a, a safe action. You don't see a lockout tag out on an electrical panel. People are not wearing gloves or, safety goggles, when they're refilling chemical, uh, you know, those are things you've got to point out, uh, when you, when you see things that are being done incorrectly.
0: Yeah. And then what happens over time, the culture part of it, when that's working, that means that then other members call it out. Other team members no longer feel comfortable with shortcuts because now they're very aware of it and it's just the standard. Now, it has to be maintained. That's the challenging part as managers, as owners and operators, we have to maintain that standard. But, you know, you have a culture and a mindset of safety when other employees will call it out and, and highlight when we are circumventing the right way to do it.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the the holy grail of safety right. is when it's, it's cultural. And, and that's what you always want. You want you, you're setting certain cultural tones, whether you purposely do it or not. Whether it's in safety or customer service or how your equipment is maintained, uh, you're, you're setting cultures. And that's, you and I have talked a ton about this. This is the most difficult thing you do as a small business owner is trying to get your car wash employees to adopt the culture that you want to see in your business.
0: Agreed. All right. The other thing you mentioned in the talk was a safety communication plan. Tell us a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah.
1: So OSHA requires us to have, if OSHA is going to show up on site, they're going to ask for a communication plan. And it could be something as simple as how do you refill your chemicals? But they're going to want to see a communication plan in all aspects of safety. So electrical safety, slip, strips, and falls, ladder safety. You got to have information available to your employees that they can look at that explains to them what to do when they utilize ladders or whether they deal with chemicals or whether they deal with what I call bloodborne pathogens. So if somebody's bleeding on site, what are you supposed to do? You got to have information available to them. And that's more in the line of a uh, community community. It's called a safety communication plan. And there's probably 15 or 20 different subjects uh, on that. So, if, if you do get inspected by OSHA, that's going, going to be one thing they're going to want to look at. So you've got to find a communications uh, plan. Uh, you can get those in lots of different areas. You can purchase them. The Western Car Association provides that to their members. So you can get that and make some modifications to it, but you've got to have that available. Oh.
0: Yeah, great stuff. And I think a lot of our listeners, David, might be thinking, "Well, OSHA's never shown up at my place, and they probably never will. But here's the thing. when something goes wrong, when we do have an accident, guess what all shows up and is going to be looked at, right? and And that's why they're called accidents. they're They're going to happen eventually, and we have to try to mitigate those and control those. But I think beyond all of that, David, as you pointed out, I, I think it's we do these things because it's the right thing to do. It's what we owe. Our employees is what we owe our business. It's what we should have representing us as much as possible. It's the right thing. Yeah,
1: I can't emphasize that enough. And that was sort of the epiphany I had earlier this year. Was it's the right thing to do? It's it's I I I have a I have an obligation to my employees to make sure I create a safe environment for them, and so I need to do everything I can to make sure everyone's safe. Uh, I had a car wash. I I have a car wash operator that I know uh, here in Colorado who had an employee call OSHA to, to make a complaint. Mm. So even though you might think, uh, you know, you got everything taken care of and OSHA is not going to show up. This employee wanted to retaliate. And so they called OSHA was complaining about things. And this individual had a six figure fine initially that I was able to get down to five figures, but, uh, he was fined and and OSHA went through the place with a fine tooth comb and, uh, read up a read up a whole list of violations. So, don't think that you're safe because employees are figuring out if they are upset or disgruntled. There are ways to retaliate. Yeah, well, that's a great point. All right, David. So we'll start to wrap it up on
0: the topic of training specifically, and want to chat a little bit about what we've been working on in the area of training specifically on demand online learning uh, capabilities that we've been developing. Let's chat about that for a moment.
1: Yeah, so we're currently developing a safety training series, which will include the information, topical information on the different safety subjects, which will probably put that into a learning management platform to allow car wash workers to be able to take training online and then take a quick assessment afterwards to prove that they paid attention to the training. So we're a big believer in the fact it's very difficult. I've, I've struggled with it for years, trying to get car wash workers together on a periodic basis to do meetings. And in those meetings, we do do safety training, but it's sporadic and it's probably not as complete as it needs to be. So we wanted to provide the industry with some online, on-demand safety training that they can put their car wash workers through as uh As they can do it. So they can do it before their shift, after their shift, they can do it when they're not working and give them the flexibility to to take in the training and to get better trained in these areas of safety, but also testing that. So as an owner, we want to make sure we can prove that our car wash workers did attend safety training. And that's another question OSHA is going to ask you is where's your safety training information and how are your people trained? And this will make it very easy for car wash managers and owners to be able to prove that individuals were trained. Here's the modules that they've taken and here's here's the testing that they did to prove that they uh, they at least understood the information.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly excited about it. It sounds like maybe it might be an easy thing, but we're really putting a lot of effort and thought and knowledge into making it content that's engaging for the typical car wash employee. And then you've touched on some of the key things that's impossible for us to do now without some kind of a system, just the tracking of it, the self-paced component of it, on demand. You just can't deliver that in the traditional methods one-on-one or in a group. You you just can't. And so that's what we're excited to be working on. We are developing it as we speak. Uh, For more information visit the howacarwashing.com and that's where we'll keep you updated on how we're progressing with uh, these online training solutions. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for that, David. That was great content on safety training and um, having a mindset and a culture about safety and how important that is. I'm glad we expanded on that because sometimes people will listen to that and think, you know, what does that mean at a theoretical level? So I think we've shared some practical tips and advice on how to begin to implement that. And that's always a challenge. And then the importance of having a safety communication plan. So once again, thank you for listening to this episode of The How of Carwashing. Thank you for listening to The How of Carwashing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic
1: you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on the How of Car Washing.